so I got a new PC from work, um, yeah. and I first thing I did was install Chrome. And yes, on the latest, the like the most up to date version of Windows Ten, it took me four goes. It took four separate steps for me to make Chrome my default browser, because really? you go. So you so you so it starts with you open up Edge, and bing at google chrome to get the installer and you so you type in google chrome. oh yeah because you can't change you can't change the default search. exactly so, so you yeah. put google chrome into bing and the first thing that happens is there's a like legitimate other like non-standard big message at the top of the bing search results going by the way do you know edge is awesome i was yeah. like nope fuck you got the installer hit install on the installer it comes up and says this thing's from the internet are you sure you want to install it? Like, yes, I want to install it. Do it. It installs. <laughs> we're, we're afraid of the internet here at Microsoft. Are you sure? Totally. Um, so you hit install and it installs and then it boots up and it goes, do you want to make Chrome your default browser? And you go, yes. And it pops up the Windows 10 settings thing with like the default apps screen. Yeah. yeah. But doesn't do it automatically because it can't. So you're like, okay, web browsing, drop down, the top item is Microsoft Edge, brackets, recommended for Windows 10, close brackets. No fucking Chrome. Hit Chrome. It said, did you know, by the way, that Edge's battery usage is really good? I'm like, no fucking Chrome. Like, do it. I'm telling you to it's do It's a this. desktop. <laughs> and then, so I finally did it. And then I did the rest of my work. And then I came back the next day, booted up. Start Chrome to, to get to start all my stuff. And a Windows 10, like official Windows 10 notification popped up going, Edge's battery life is like 34% better than Chrome. I'm like, fuck off! I've made, like, stop trying to do this. It's not going to work. Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. This is the Game Just Talk podcast for the 11th of July, 2017. My name's Callum. My name's Ewan. And we're going to do another of our famous segments called Callum Learns How to Be an Adult. Oh, um, God. Yes. Okay. What did you adult this with time? Good, with, 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 with good results instead of me, like, building tables or dealing with taxes or whatever. Sure. Uh, I dealt with the, the perilous journey that is the corporate ladder. Oh sure, right. But managed to somehow convince my company to give me a promotion, which was nice. Congratulations! I get it's a good feeling, but at the same time, it's one of those like weird imposter syndrome moments of like, a what? Why? I don't understand. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm like, I, it's like, is that a thing that is like everywhere? Does everybody feel like that? Is that a normal feeling when your boss goes like, "Oh, you're you're doing really well here, have a promotion"? Do you then go, "Wait a minute, hang on"? So like. <laughs> The month and a half, two months ago, something like that, we have a we have a thing called Learning at Work Week, where people will just like do talks on random stuff during the week that they've that they're interested in. So like we had one on like here's how to make sourdough bread and all this kind of stuff. Um, have you done it this, before? Uh, yes, yeah, so I helped with the code jam, which was like ah, here's okay. a, here's a, here's a language you've never worked with before. Let's just do shit with it for for Let's a whole day. Play with the code. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but one of the talks that somebody did was a talk literally on imposter syndrome. 
but like yeah this is totally a thing and it gets real dangerous if you don't control oh, yeah, it like i say imposter syndrome like it, it, it's not like something that i suffer from but it's still just like it's not so it's, i don't know if it was like her upbringing or whatever but when stuff like that happens you never trust it no you're like, yeah, yeah oh what uh why so we, i don't yeah i just had to go through i'm still are going through the past couple of months the process of hiring some people and oh yeah like, i forgot you're like a bigwig that actually no, i'm to do interviews really not like i just i just know what i'm talking about so people bring me in at interviews to, to oh you're the technical one yeah right? I'm, the, I'm the tech side of of interview you're the one that like so you're the one that like because i've heard about programming interviews and stuff before are you the one that like gives them the pen and then says go to the board and do x if it was a normal type interview yes but these are not normal <laughs> interviews so okay. um but so I was going to say, then you're the person that makes those interviewees really shit themselves because oh, that's totally. going to be terrifying. The, the, the thing is, like, once you learn, once you've been on the other end of that, you realise what they're actually wanting you to do, and actually, you don't need to be right. It's about how you answer the question. Is uh, you won't you don't actually sure. have to be correct. Is it not anyway. more just about showing that you have like problem solving abilities? Yeah, it's or the whatever, problem solving yeah. skill and how you approach stuff and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, yeah. the the so I've had to interview a bunch of people, and specifically people who were hiring on. Uh, doesn't matter anyway we're hiring a bunch of people <laughs> and um dealing with trying to have the conversation with other people about whether this person who is substantially older and more experienced than me should be brought on is a really scary prospect of like this guy has been doing this for 20 years or something like that yeah and i've been professionally doing this for like seven so yeah okay yeah i mean maybe i don't know like who am i i'm a child i'm basically 12 years old you know yeah what i know well yeah Um, why would i have anything to say about this person who's quite obviously more experienced than me yeah and then the the other side of it it's just the same where we got our we've got our interns in for two months at the minute and are you uh, you treating them like filth no 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 like we treat your interns very well don't i'm not having any of that (laughs) i'm Um, friends with one of them i know yeah exactly (laughs) um and yeah so like so they're coming in about so they will be third year of university so that's what 21 22 no yeah like 20 20 21 yeah um talking to some of them who are working for the the more math heavy parts of our company go and be like oh you know so much more than i do about this than i will ever know and you're like yeah. 10 years younger than me at this point like it's yeah it's oh impossible. you're saying that they know more about it oh yeah for about the stuff that they know yeah for sure like, yeah but, but surely that's because you're not math focused it, but not kind your... of imposter syndrome doesn't really matter it's like oh no oh, like, yeah, sure, you're yeah. it's, it's the the back of your head you go oh no you're actually smart i'm just faking this is the whole crux ah, right, of the matter sure um and it's not fun but very quickly yeah it's a like, weird feeling yeah but very quickly you're like okay i'm I'm at least reasonable in the stuff that I do, so... Well, yeah, the, that's the, the the counter to that is, like, your brain immediately goes, oh, wait, why the hell is this happening? And all that sort of stuff, but then your brain goes, oh, well, they wouldn't give it to me if I didn't, like, yeah, wait, do wait, something to deserve yeah, it. Wait till, like, the third or fourth pay rise, and then you're like, okay, maybe I'm actually not shit, because they're yeah. continuing to pay me, is the... They keep wanting to give you more money. Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's, weird thing. It's, it's horrible. It's horrible. But you get there. The but you're tell, you're telling me that you're telling me after you uh, after you told me you got the promotion that you'd started with the business speak already. 
Oh god, yeah, like I the the business speak has been happening over the course of like months because yep. I've been like involved in like certain like committees within the company and stuff like that where we're actually doing like big long term planning. Yeah. Um so I've sort of had to start using phrases like going forward, which sure. I hate. Yeah. Um every time I say it I die a little inside. That's but how, I, how I know it works. that it's yeah, but I know it's the language that you have to speak. Well, you but, don't have to. It's just like there are some of those phrases that, as cliche as they are, they kind of serve the purpose of... But the, the problem I have with a lot of the phrases is that they don't mean anything. Like, the sort oh, of yeah. people that say going forward... Like, I told you this at the time, the sort of people that say going forward are usually people who don't actually have a plan and just say, oh yeah, going forward we'll do this, meaning some sort of vague thing. And you're like, no, like let's actually figure out what we're going to do instead of just saying... Yeah, here's, going forward, yeah. we'll aim for this ballpark. Here's like, yeah, ball. you want something else that then you go, okay, here's the plan, and yeah, yeah, let's do X, Y, Z, and do it in this order. And you're like, cool, that's fine. Leave instead of going, yeah, going forward, we'll we'll do this. Yeah, like, totally. Ah. One of the one of the biggest mistakes I think I ever did was doing for many reasons was doing like an introduction to uh, like psychology. And like, okay, listening to like listen to how that works. It's because there's some of that. I did some of that in university, and then there's been a couple of like work courses I've been on about like how to give constructive feedback and all that kind of stuff that, that yeah, yeah. That they make us do. And some of it is actually how genuine. to work with others, all that sort of no, stuff. But this is specifically like communication skills. Oh um, sure. Because as a as a as a field computer scientists are not the best at communication. So they give us extra, extra stuff. Because you're all big pasty nerds. Apparently, I don't know. Yeah. But um, there was always the thing that where they said to us like, if you if you want to like don't something along the lines of like don't answer all the questions yourself. Like start turning the questions back on people, going. So what do you think about this thing? And then since I since I've been told that that's a thing, I can't not see it anytime somebody does it. And I'm like, oh you're oh you're just trying to fuck with me. Oh right, okay, sure. Um, yeah, when you start, yeah, this is the thing that when you do any sort of psychology, because I did it in like first year and stuff like that, and they taught you a bit about like uh, the psychology of like conversation, how yes. like people go about manipulating stuff like that. Once you learn it, you don't unlearn it, and you see it everywhere. Yes. Like you see it, especially in business, because there are like a lot of people just basically bullshitting. You see it all the time. Yeah, you're like, and again to go get it to go in your head. To go full circle, you start to see it in interviews as well for people who are like, oh, you actually don't know this stuff. Okay, mm. but you're speaking in ways that you sound like you do if I didn't know what I was talking about. Um, yeah. It's, That's yeah. the dangerous thing is like you you can bullshit as much as possible, but then when you actually come up against someone who legitimately knows what they're talking about, yeah, it all crumbles. You're, you're fucked. Like, it all yeah. crumbles very quickly. There was um, the sort of thing that like in, in my interview for the job that I got, uh, that I'm now still at I like went in going like okay so I know X, Y and Z about this technique I can basically bullshit it around this went into the interview and started talking to the guy who is now like my head of department I was like no you know way more about this than me so I just need to be totally honest so went yeah. with the like I'm going to be 100% honest in this interview and not bullshit at all I totally. really appreciated it so I was like oh okay this is how you do it okay yep. got you. sure um but yes, but let's let's manipulate this conversation round to what we're actually supposed to be here to do. God, is, you're welcome. I'm trying. Your, transi- your transitions go from like being really good to being really awful. Yeah, well, um, uh, as I as I already established, I'm a very very sleepy boy. So let's not yeah, push are. it. 
Um, so why are you why are you so sleepy? You know, oh, see, that's a fucking that transition. That's a fucking transition right there. It just comes naturally. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, I made the horrible mistake of so I had big plans for this weekend. I was like, I have like three projects I'm working on that I want to get done. I want to get um, I want to do stuff to say. I've got some side coding stuff I wanted to get done. I've got some design yeah. things I want to do. I was like, this is my fucking weekend. I'm going to do it this weekend. Yeah, and then. Saturday got lost to oh shit this place the the flat is a complete shit heap uh, all needs cleaned so I just kind of did that for a while it's um, the classic I don't want to revise for my exams mentality kind of well no oh, I can't do this while the like kitchen's a mess oh I can't like, do this while my desk's a mess uh, but like also the kitchen was a state and then Sunday I, I was like okay I've sit down let's actually do one of these and I sat down and I was like I can't be fucked with any of this um so i was like okay I, okay i this is not gonna happen today i need to distract myself so yeah. i kind of bandied about I, I was like okay i should just play something from the huge backlog that i have at this point and i was like okay what do i actually want to play and i was looking at like factorio which is that conveyor belt simulator um yeah which i was like yeah it's something like that something that i can like build things and feed things into other things and have like a whole like, kind of intricate you want to do coding without actually coding. Kind of, but like with something more mechanical, like Infinifactory yeah. or something like that. And I booted up Infinifactory and was like, oh yeah, I remember I stopped playing this because I spent fucking hard and closed that. And I was like, okay, I don't want... I, oh, I can play Factorio. And I was like, I thought I bought that and I hadn't. So I closed... I, that disappeared. I'd picked up a game called Production Line from Early Access, which is... Okay. Which looked like that exactly sound, one of those sounds games. like that kind of game, yeah. yeah. And it reminded me a lot of a game called Free Enterprise that I played when I was, like, terrible. Oh, living. Christ! Do you remember yeah. that? Sort um, of. I'm going to Google it while you talk. But... It was a Windows 95 game, um, which was basically about building a factory and... Yeah, I yeah. remember this. Yeah. That game does this not game hold up. garbage. It does yeah. not hold up. I loved that thing when I was when I was younger. Does not hold up at all. It's unusable um, in 2017. Um, so I was like, nah, that's not it either. And then I kind of sat down and I kind of went, I had lunch and I was sitting there and I was talking to you and I was like, I was just scrolling through my Steam list. I was like, that, because I'd bought Anno 2070 in a Steam yeah. sale, I think last year, last summer. Yeah, because I told you to. Because you told me to. <laughs> I was like, I what? played it for a fuck ton of time. Yeah, so I was like, I you should play this. I was like, what is this game like? Is it building and uh, and management? He said, yes, it's yeah. definitely for sure both of those things. It is both. Yeah. So it got to about eight o'clock at night. By the time I sat down, I was like, okay, I should try Anno. That's that's your first mistake. Yeah, choosing to play Anno at eight o'clock. So at I. Night. I booted up Anno, I was two missions into the the kind of tutorial campaign thing. I was like, I need to restart this. I don't remember how any of this works, and then. I went to bed at 3am and I was like, yep. oh, right, this is... Yeah, this suddenly your time. That game is real good and yep. I was... Because I was looking about and I was like... Because I couldn't remember... The 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 way that game starts... Use your is, words! Use your words! Yeah, the, way that the, the way that game kind of starts is all over the place because that's like the kind of main menu is not like any other main menu you've ever seen where it's like start new game or start skirmish and then just options and exit there's like yeah. 17 options which yeah if you've never come into the game before make no sense i'm like i just want to play the tutorial bit and then you have to figure out where that is and you get in the campaign and all that kind of stuff once you get past that that game's tutorial is actually really good i mean it's not really a tutorial but it's a tutorial that takes place over like 16 missions 
and it does a really good way of it's a really good um flow of like i'm gonna take you by the hand for these first couple of bits and then we're gonna get to a point where i'm like i'm gonna give you a like a small chunk of objective and not tell you every step to doing it and then you start yeah. to pull on all the stuff before then the chunks get bigger and bigger and then you're like build this thing and i'll see you in four hours and then it just walks away you're like oh right yeah. yes okay that's those those sort of games revel in those sort of objectives where it's like here's this massive thing we want you to do bye and then leave you're like oh but it's, uh, it's got- it's a really good ramp up to it is the thing like it's a really good um kind of it eases you into it and then you realize you're doing the big thing without it really knowing um also i really like how that game looks like it's got that it's got a lot of you can zoom pretty far into those sites so i'd probably say what it is like it's a anno 2070 is a it's a it is a city builder but like more more in the kind of hardcore end than like a sim city where there's like a lot more numbers and things to consider you have to deal with a lot of different resources and how to get those resources but also like pollution and power and happiness it's it's those games like times a thousand there are so many more systems that yeah there there are a lot of things going on in there but you can you can zoom right in and there's a lot of like little details on all of the buildings and like once you get your your um employees like you see them running around in the cities there's like hover cars and like obviously yeah. it's, it's sci-fi um and you can go underwater and there's there's a whole bunch of stuff underwater you can build shit underwater which is something that those games don't do enough of um yeah. and then you have to ship stuff and then there's like trading routes that opened up and you have to set ships to ship stuff around your islands and all that. it's the game's awesome the game is really cool yeah the game the game is really cool it's like those those sort of like um conveyor belt games that you like so much but done yes. on a more like social scale so instead of things going like i've i've got this machine that belts into this machine it's like oh this island needs sand which is over on this other island yeah so you need to go build a small settlement on this island that then has a mine for the sand that i can then ship to my other bigger city yeah it's like that instead of it being like conveyor belt conveyor belt it's more like oh yeah these people need to go do this and all and it's weird it's, that... it's just a bit more bit more fluff around it which is quite nice the moments i really enjoy in those games which sounds weird when you say it out loud but the moments i enjoy the bits where you're not actually doing anything it's the moment where you kind of zoom out and you watch your all your systems that you've built all working together yeah. it's really and cool like and you're like, oh, like, I'm just making money now and I don't even have to... It's all self-supporting and then something horrific yeah. happens. And you're like, oh shit, everything's exploding. Yeah, like, yeah, like you run out of a resource and things suddenly go into the claim and you have to scamper to find yeah. something else. And, totally. Yeah, um, yeah that, that game's really cool and I'm glad I got it and I kind of... It's, it's a damn cool game. Yeah. Uh, and there's like, there's, there's a newer version, right? Or there's a newer installment? Yeah, 2208 or something like that. Right. I can't remember what it is. is the latest, latest. But that one is like space... So, like, so, you do it, it's, it's basically like you have Anno 2070, and then when you've done enough, you can build a spaceship and go to another planet and do it again. It huh. just extends that out. I've not so, played it yet, but this is what I've seen. Like, so, I, I haven't done any of, like, the just run, make a map and go ones, like, yeah. I've been playing through the campaign. When you That's do, like, exclusively how I play those games. Right. So, when you randomly play Anno, because, um, what's the... Because, like, with Civ, you've got, like, you start in a random location on the map and you build out from there. Yeah. How does, does Is Civ the same? Like, do you just kind of start with your arc in a random part of the map and then... Yeah, pretty much. You have, you have like, a map uh, layout 
and then your your arc starts and you have to go and find like on a good island or whatever to start off with right okay it's, fair enough or you can you can do it in different ways i think you can do it like starting from an arc mm-hmm. or you can do it starting with an arc and like a couple of houses set up on an island that's okay ah, okay and all that stuff. Like, there's different ways of setting up i'm pretty sure i've not sure. played that in a while and then but, there's yeah. and then there's like do you set the victory conditions to be like you need to be the only one left i don't or you need remember to be... i'm pretty sure the victory condition is build like the the huge monument like the super wonder or whatever it is ah okay like, once you do that i think the game ends okay but that that takes so so long sure so it's um yeah so that um i'm gonna be playing a lot of that i think over the next coming couple of weeks yeah it's Um, it's really good another small one i'll I'll talk about here for a passover um i played that's you which is the it's free on ps one of the ps plus games this month and it is the it was the thing that was shown in this pre-roll of the sony e3 press conference which was like everyone play is there a jackbox thing where everyone has their phones, and oh uh, yes, sort of. I sort of remember this. So, so okay. So it is. So Jackbox, you boot it up. It puts a code up. Everyone goes to a website, puts in the code, and then it just links over the internet to the game, and people play it on their phones, put text in, and draw pictures, yeah. and do all that kind of stuff. That's yeah. used basically Sony's or um, version of that. Oh, technology. I remember this now. Yes, yes, yes. This yeah. is the thing with. Um... Oh, who's the guy with the 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 Sony, the Japanese Sony guy that was on? Yes, the, um, he was in the video. Yes, you know I mean, totally. Yes, yes, I know what you're talking about. Shui Yoshida, yes, was in the thing, driving the, the riot one. cop. Yes, yes that yes. one. Yes, um, Shui a riot cop. That yes. was that one. Got you. Um, so, and they're quite clearly going for like the Jackbox thing of like you don't need controllers. Like controllers are intimidating. Just get your phone out, and everyone knows how to work a phone. They kind of fuck it up on basically every level to start with Excellent. which is <laughs> so again with jackbox like as long as you've got like a reasonable like not even a reasonable phone like even a mid-level phone with yeah. a reasonable browser you can play it right like it doesn't work yeah. with like built-in browsers but like you download chrome or firefox or android or whatever and you can play or safari or whatever and you just yeah. boot it up you go to the site and that's you in and it supports everything this is like you need to download an app so immediately you've lost half your audience right so you need to download the, the That's You app from yeah. whichever store is on your thing. You're like, fuck, okay, right, fine. That's, I can do... Yeah, that's... You're already then adding one exactly. extra step. So then you're it, like, yeah. okay, I'll d- even if, like, with the people, I, the people I would play this with, I'm like, everyone knows how to download the app. It's fine. Download the app. Yeah. Fine. Everyone's got the app. And then you build up the game, and it's like, everyone playing has to be on the same Wi-Fi network. You're like, uh, well, yeah. fuck. All right, so... Here's my Wi-Fi password. Like everyone, log in and says, "Oh, I can't log in." It's fine. Just like it's other one. It's not that one. And it's, there's a password. And no, that's capital and all this nonsense. Yeah. So yeah. then everyone's on a Wi-Fi network on the same Wi-Fi network, and then they log in, and then you're like, "Oh, and actually, the game's not particularly good either." Um. That, yeah. It seems like they've missed a lot of the point. Yeah. So like the, the kind of core. It's so rather than Jackbox or something with something like um, what's the main Jackbox game? Fibbage. No. Yes, Fibbage. Where you're like, it'll give you a question with a blank in it and you type in what the funniest way to fill the blank in, right? And that's good because it gives you a level of... that. Yeah, that level of creative freedom which serves you one of two things. One, it means people who are funny can be funny. And two, it gives you room to fuck up 
which is also funny. Like when people misspell shit and it appears on the screen, you're like, well, that's clearly your answer, idiot. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've always found that in Jackbox and stuff like that, misspelling stuff can be hilarious. Yeah, like, totally. Like answers typically win. Like it's a yes. Like it's a side effect of the fact that it's just a free text box is that you can fuck it up and that's still really funny. Um, yeah. With this, so the the kind of the core conceit is that you're trying. It's all about how well you know the people you're playing with. So yeah. it would be like it would be questions like, who do you think would be the most likely to like have a have a two, one too many drinks at the bar? And then you'd choose one of the people that's there. And you're like, okay. And then it'd be like, okay. So then it would take that person. Cause, oh, so the other, the other big thing is... One of the reasons why they make you download an app is because a lot of it... There's a chunk of it that uses the, the, the camera on your phone. So you can take, oh, you right. take pictures. Yeah. Which... Excuse me for being technical. You can totally do on a website now. But it doesn't matter. Um, so you so that's sure. why that's their main conceit for having the app because it papers over that part of it and it's like okay I can get access to your camera so that's fine so everyone takes like a photo of themselves at the, at the start which is their profile photo and all this kind of stuff so then it'll be like okay so the person that's but in so it says like who would be the, the person who would drink the most and then it would people would like choose on their phone and yeah you would get points everyone who agreed would get points which is not like which is fair enough, but also like you root like there's no way to be like funny or unique or like be smart. And yeah, that that's... Way, like it's just you have to be the person that agrees, right? And you're like, okay, yeah. And then it'll take that thing and says, okay, now here's their here's now take a picture of that person. They're the person that that won. So they somebody they take a picture of themselves, and then that picture gets farmed out to everyone's phone. And it's like now draw a picture of them falling over in a bin or something like ridiculous like that and then everyone would do, draw their picture and then the pictures gets up and even then it's like which one's your favorite and you don't get points for getting the most That's... votes you get points for again agreeing so if if you're playing with five people and your picture is the one that everyone votes for but you vote for someone else's picture yeah you don't get any points but everyone else does wow like so that sounds like shit so it like it completely misses the point of those type of games right like you don't get rewarded for doing well you get rewarded for just saying like oh is everyone picking number four okay i should probably pick number four like that's the whole thing and it ruins that type of game completely yeah that sounds awful the only (laughs) advantage is that and it's so weird for this type of game it looks fucking incredible like really (laughs) like actually in the game like the the backdrops and the the way they like the 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 topography and all this stuff like it looks absolutely gorgeous it's like it's got a setup of like uh like a traveling suitcase so it's got like stickers from all over this place and it's all like kind of like rough wood and like old tickets and that kind of stuff and it'll go into the case and it'll come out and it'll be like there's like one of the ones is like this is the 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 camping themed round so it would kind of zoom into the the, the case and then zoom out again and you'd be in a tent and like the lighting's oh. fucking incredible and there's stuff happening outside like it looks like an uncharted game almost it's so weird that seems like a weird thing to focus on in a game like that totally when you're not really like it's the only it is the only saving grace of that game is it looks absolutely incredible like it's huh. unreal how good this thing looks um but as a as a game not fun at all not good yeah so yeah Which so sucks. I, yeah yeah 
Um, so I have one big thing to talk about, but I'll switch over to you. What have you been up to? Uh, so I bought a bunch of stuff on the Steam sale, um, mm. but I haven't played a lot of it yet. Sure. Uh, What'd you pick up? Because I got this, I got distracted. Um, so I bought. Oh Christ! What have I bought? Hang on. I need to get my list. <laughs> you didn't come Let prepared. Me get my list. You didn't do your homework. No, I didn't come prepared. Fuck you. Hang on. Okay. Sure. Uh, so I bought I bought both the Metro games that have been redesigned. Oh right. Um, okay. Did they because get I wanted remakes? To... Is that what? Well, like remastery type things. Oh, okay. The right. the redux the redux things. Yes, the redux out. versions. Got you. Yes. Sir. Yes. Uh, I got Dishonored two, and I got another game that I'll talk about later because that's the okay. thing that I've been playing the most. Uh, but one game that I bought that wasn't in the Steam sale uh, that I've played spent a lot of time playing is the new expansion for Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh right, yes. Stormblood, um, which is a really dumb name, but, uh, it, <laughs> but it, it sounds makes appropriately sense Final context. Fantasy. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense in context. It's based on like some myth story that says there will be a storm of blood. But anyway, it's yeah. So for Final Fantasy fourteen continues to just be a really really good MMO, but this time it's kind of nailed the story aspect. Of oh, interesting. The MMO. Okay. So the so 14's always had a really good story. It's just really long and really like drawn out because it's supposed to carry you through leveling content of an MMO, which right. is a big chunk of that content. So it's supposed to so like uh Heavensward had a really, really good story about the Dragon Song War, but it took fucking ages to get through it because you had to get through all the leveling content. Uh, so it's like is the story in that kind of thing more like Here's another reason for you to continue to level up because you'll get the next chunk of story. Is that yeah, kind of... pretty much. They, okay. they you 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 do story things and then you get to a gate where it says you need to be this level to progress in the story. So you go and do quests or your daily roulettes and all that sort of stuff. Sure, to level sure, up sure. And it gets story. But so the story focuses on um, you and your buddies in the Scions of the Seventh Dawn trying to. This was fantasy fucking name. I know. Ever. Uh, I know it's all about crystals and shit. It's weird because it's a of course fantasy. It is. Trying to push out the Garlean Empire from uh, Eorzea. That's that is your job. The Garleans are bad. You're trying to stop them. You okay. try to incite a revolution in a city that is Garlean controlled that fails. So you're the idea that you then have is to go to the other side of the world to this. Asian-inspired continent called Doma uh, to incite rebellion there, to then cause the Garlean Empire to fight a war on two fronts. That's the plan, anyway. Okay. I don't see it working, because it's a really fucking stupid plan, but it's... Uh, that, is, that, is, that is the story of this, and you like meet characters along the way, and all that sort of stuff. That's the main story behind it. But okay. the thing that they've done differently is that, that things happen in this story at a fair <laughs> clip now. Right. So, you're not, like, doing a whole bunch of menial bullshit to get to a good story beat. It's, like, big story beats happen. You do quests that are related to that big story beat for then another big story beat to happen. Right. So it's, it, it moves along at a fair clip, which is good because it means that you're carrying on your content a lot faster and it makes you more engaged. Sure. Um, but it still has the MMO problem of okay, well, you need to be level 64 to continue the story and you're only well, halfway to 64, so yeah, you I mean, need to the, go and do the... It's still an MMO is what you're saying. Yeah, okay. Yes, but it's still very much an MMO. 
Um, but the content's good. The region looks really nice. It's Asian inspired, so everything has that kind of like, uh, what's the word, like shrine sort of aspect to it, and there's all like paper lanterns and stuff like that. Um, so the things that they've added are there are two new jobs, uh, which are red mage and samurai. Uh, Wait, there really was a happy. Final Fantasy MMO that didn't have red mage as a class at the start. Yeah, what? I know it was okay. weird, but they had but they had they had white mage and black mage. They just didn't have red mage. Okay. Um, sure. They now have red mage and they have samurai, which got me excited because I used to play samurai in eleven. Sure. Uh, but so red mage, as typical red mages, have access to both black and white magic, and their like unique thing is that you keep cast that you keep like swapping between white and black magic to then channel into a rapier to do really cool sword stuff. Oh, nice! It's pretty okay. interesting. It's like huh. it's just this weird like melee caster. It looks kind of interesting. I've not tried it yet, but I'll I'll maybe see. Samurai is really really cool, and it really excites me because it's a sort of DPS I like playing where you have a ton of options. So you have like you have a, a unique resource that is like as you do certain moves, you channel these three like help designs that then. You have a move that spends the amount of health designs that you've accumulated to do different things. You have three different ones, and you get a move at one, a move at two, and a move at three that all do different things. And you get, instead of having standard rotations, you have like one point at which your rotation forks out into like four different things, depending on like, okay, I need to set up for my buffs or my debuffs or my AOE control or my like straight damage and stuff like that. So this makes it way more interesting to play because you suddenly have all these options um, how many it's i haven't played a proper mmo in years and years and years yeah. and years how much ui is on your screen on your average play uh, so in this one it it's better in this one because of uh, i was i'll talk about this now they did this like they did a thing that's quite difficult to mmos which is called a crunch which is like it it, it was famous for happening in world of warcraft because in like I think it was Mists, or it was Wrath of the Lich King, where, like, people were doing millions of damage per second, and, like, tanks had hundreds of millions of health, so it meant that everything just got lost in a sea of numbers. So if you were a healer, and you healed your tank for, like, three million, you didn't know if that was good or bad, because it was just this sea of, like, huge numbers that you couldn't get your head around, and so they crunched it so that everybody had, like, lower numbers and lower, like, things to worry about, so that everything oh, was right, more manageable. Oh, right, yes, okay, yes. Okay, I yeah. know what you mean now. Yes, they so did they, like, it. They did it this point. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's, it's a standard MMO thing to do. Yeah. And this in fourteen, they didn't crunch for numbers; they crunched for efficiency. So it was for like my main job as a dragoon, and before the crunch, I had like four things I needed to worry about at any given moment, and one of them was like a special like stance that meant I had access to more moves and some of my moves were like more powered when I was in this stance right and I had moves that kept the stance up and all that sort of stuff when they crunched it they made that stance easier to fit into rotations by like taking out some stuff to let you slot it in easier and also made it so that that stance is way more prevalent because it used to just be like a buff above your bar like any other buff so mm-hmm. you just had to look at it and it was a tiny tiny square so you just had to look at it and keep an eye on it. Now it's a huge fuck off bar, like at the side of the like the side of the center of the screen, so you can keep your eye on it more easily. Right. So right. it just means that, and that's that's 
in when your UI when you're talking about UI, you have like your bar at the bottom that has all your cooldowns, your bar at the top that has the enemy health and all the debuffs on it. Your your cooldown bar also has your buffs on it, and then you have this resource bar now, so it makes it way more obvious. Therefore, making it easier to do good rotations and your DPS is higher and all that sort of stuff. But okay. yeah, so it was actually it's actually fairly good. Like it was a okay. smart idea to try and make everything easier to work with. Some quality of life stuff in there as well. Yeah. Okay. And it was cool. it was really really good. Like I've I've talked to my friends about it who all play different jobs, and they're all just like, yeah, like it's way easier to do the thing that you're supposed to do more efficiently now. Sure. Which is all anybody ever wanted. Cool. Um, good. But yeah, so it's, it's 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 actually like really they do a lot of it's really fun. Like because they're now moving at a more rapid pace, you feel like you're accomplishing more. Mm-hmm. And they've got cool things where you can now like go underwater and their whole quest lines underwater and like things to do with that. It's just it's a, a cool little expansion to a game that was already great. So nice. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, keep playing that. Awesome. Um, so what is your big thing so you want to talk about let's let's go into a break and then we'll come back okay. with that because we don't actually have a lot of news to talk about so we're going to split it in half okay exactly. sure that's, that's fine because i have a lot of things to say about our next game let's say sure um that's fine. so let's go into intermission and a uh, song for this week um talked about it a little bit last week uh, and there'll be a video going up this week for it it's a game called the final station which mm-hmm. is a little kind of three-hour kind of survival thriller um, game that I really really like um, and the soundtrack is it's not it's not the most varied of soundtracks but it is very effective in the situations yeah. where it's used so um, taking a track off that this is a track called Porth, Porth When um, and uh, yeah check the post for where you can pick this up and we'll be back with more games after this When from the final state, uh, yes, the final station OST. I keep wanting to call it the last station, and I don't know why. Um, they final station. The same thing. <laughs> I, no, I want to keep calling it the last train, and I don't know why. That's I think is that this something is else? Is that a book or a movie? I don't or know. Anyway, from the final station uh, OST. Check out the post, and you can see where you can pick that up. So, I want to talk about Near Automata because sure. I have some feelings. And we we have wanted to play this uh, for a while because everybody seems to be talking about it. You yeah, got there so, first, so yeah, you get to talk about so it. So it's so it, for people who haven't heard it, it's a platinum. It's a platinum as platinum game. It is a kind of character action in the same way yes. that a Devil May Cry or a what else have platinum done? Um, Bayonetta. Bayonetta is the other one. Um, very much in that kind of that kind of setup. Um, and it deals with like main characters are androids who are whose entire purpose is to it, it's kind of kind of a traditional story with a kind of very kind of platinum Japanese game slant on it, which is 
Um, humans made machines, machines went rampant, took over the world, machines then get exiled to the moon and made a bunch of much more intelligent like much more intelligent androids to try and yeah. get rid of the machines on Earth so they can resettle. Um, sure. And you play as one of those androids, Tubi, um, whose name is Tubi, and uh, yeah, that's the thing. So there's a lot to this game and it's kind of weird to know where to start where it okay as a platinum game as a core yes the core competency of platinum is that kind of character action thing they're very they're very good at like high high production like action big set pc style falling down a clock tower style action all that sort of stuff so this is probably one of the worst ones that Platinum has ever done in purely that respect for a a couple of reasons where it seemed the combat doesn't seem the combat's not that fun like is the kind of core of it okay where um, so you have a you have a light and a heavy um, and uh, and uh, you have a little uh, I can't remember what they're called but a little robot that flies with you that you can load up with different weapons. So like you start with like a Gatling gun, basically. So you can hold down R1 and it will just shoot forever, kinda like a bullet sure. hell thing. Right. Um and those are your attacks, like that's all you have. And like your combos only come out from like different combinations of light and heavy. Yeah. And the main reason why I don't like it is because so it does the thing, all the machines they fight do the thing where like they, their eyes will flash red when they're about to attack. And with any other Platinum game, with any other game of this type, the thing you learn is the timing between when the like when their their tail happens and when they're about to hit so you can yeah. dodge. Yeah. The, prob- the, the problem is that like, there's two problems. One is that there are a lot of situations where there are a lot of enemies on screen at once. And especially with some of the moves you've got, you can take it. You can deal with a lot of them at once. The problem is that when you're right in the middle of it, there's so much happening. It is impossible to see that flash, and there's no sure. like you cannot tell, you cannot avoid these attacks because you just can't so see not, them coming. So it's not that like distinct. There isn't like a big flash. Is it's, it's kind of like you know the kind of anime eye flash thing where it's like there's a burst and it kind of goes out into line. Yeah, it's like that, but. Yeah, okay. But it, I can it, imagine how that might get lost in a crowd. Yeah. But it, yeah, like it's not Z sorted to the front. Like you can Sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> you can't use I Sorry. know I spent a long time there talking like technical MMO stuff. Sorry. But most people that play games understand what DPS is. No one understands what Z sorting is. Okay. Um if you have a bunch of explosions going on, you would think that with some effects that you've seen before, especially effects that are critical to gameplay like that, mm. that regardless of what's happening on the screen, that is at the front of yeah, everything you that you're see seeing. That the most. Yeah. It is in front of all of the explosions, it's in front of all the smoke, it's in front of all, uh, in front of everything. Yeah. The problem is this is not. Like, if there are explosions going on, which there are quite a lot because the robots explode when you kill them like it just mm-hmm. disappears like you just can't see them and there's not enough mm-hmm. of a sound cue either for you to pay attention so i think they've realized that and instead what you can do is you can just mash dodge and like every now and then you'll hit the perfect timing and it'll you'll, you'll oh, dodge it okay. the way but it doesn't feel good at all like it feels like yeah, you're just the, like the benefit of like 
bayonet or something like that was getting that like perfect parry and then going into witch time or whatever totally. like, so that felt really good there's none of that and I think again we, we've kind of I've kind of been spoiled by Fury which is like huh. nailing that nailing that thing is so yeah. crucial to, to succeeding in that game yeah that like you just it just feels clumsy like the... yeah there, there, there is no better game that has done a parry than Fury well maybe like Third Strike but that's sure. different sort of yeah that's a different type of game but of, of yeah. this type like it just it doesn't feel you don't feel at no point do you feel powerful you just kind of feel like you're just winging it the entire time right which is maybe what they're going for I don't know but like so at its core the combat I don't think is particularly fun sure you then layer on top of that I get it uh, some stuff which goes from being exceptionally well polished to being really ramshackle in terms of mechanics and stuff where okay. like there are points in that game that look amazing like mm. absolutely amazing and there are points where just like this is the most boring fucking looking thing I've ever seen and it just jumps between yeah. them and you can't without really any focus um, and you can't really tell what's going to come up Um they in they they keep fast travel from you so there's kind of one world or kind of one map that you run about for through the whole game yeah um, which kind of bits of it open up as you go on um and especially kind of in the first couple of hours you'll go to like four or five of these places and then you'll do the big thing in that place and then come back and it you'll be able to then open up a shortcut so you can right. get to that bit later so you'll leave yeah. a block or clear a push a rock out of a thing or mm-hmm. whatever there's a section very early on where like you're basically your first big boss fight where you run into you have to run through a desert and it is just a desert like it's all just orange and it's kind of not great you run through the desert there's like a whole 30 minute section through the desert till you get to the boss fight yeah and then i got to the boss fight and because it was very early in the game I just got, I get completely destroyed. I was not prepared for what happened, what was going to happen. Yeah. So I was like, okay, fine, let's fucking try this again. They respawn you at the closest um, kind of terminal that they use for saving, basically. Yeah. Um, the problem is they do it like in a they do it in a straight line, not the path you use to get there. So it spawned me near the entrance to the area before I had opened oh. up the shortcut. So, so it's I, like bad checkpointing, right? Completely. So I had to just run back, like do it again Ugh. for like another 50 minutes to get back to this boss again. And it, they obviously saw Dark Souls and went, oh, let's have some of that. Where yeah. if you die, you lose your, all your skills. So your skills are like plug-in chips that go in your brain. And yeah. if you die, you lose all your plug-in chips. And they're oh. on your body and you need to go back and get them. So if you die yeah. again on the way, that's all gone. And that's a significant amount of investment in terms of... Because that was a really good mechanic that they should implement. In totally. Games. So yeah. there's that on top of it. And then, like, the other part of it is... It is very self-aware, but sometimes too self-aware in a really weird way. Where there's, like, there's a lot of parts of this game that, are re- that play with the fact that you're an android... And that it's technically a game that you're kind of operating. Yeah. So see, this was the this was the point that a lot of people that I listened to talk about this game. They said they were really impressed by it was so like this, the so ra- the writing and the kind of like the self awareness yeah, and the so there's, so there's some really talking cool... about Android life and all that sort of stuff. So that kind of stuff is interesting. Where there's there's like there's the cliche well not cliche there's the bit that's been done 
a number of times, which is like, okay, what is the difference between those machines and us as androids? Like, really, yeah. what is the difference? And it's the classic and... like Blade Runner. Why are they different? And all totally. That sort of and like then yeah. the, the the machines start to look like they have emotions and all this kind of stuff. And it's that yeah. bit of it is kind of interesting. But there's also the self awareness part of it. So there's some of it is good, which is like one of the plug in chips. You get a bunch of plug in chips at the start that you just come that you start the game with. And there are things like there's a plug-in chip for your health bar, and there's a plug-in yeah. chip for your um, like numbers popping off creatures when you hit them. Like they're all plug-in things that take up memory, so you can theoretically yeah. pop them out if you need the memory to put other stuff in. But one of the chips is just like Core OS, and the description is like this will kill you if you take it out. And I'm like, nah, no, you won't. And I took it out, and I totally died, and it went to game over. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff is cool, and I like yeah. that. The other half of that is like there's a there's a kind of main human resistance camp on in the area that you're in is your kind of home base basically for the whole thing, and there's a, there's a, one of the people in there is wearing one of the machine's heads as a helmet, and everyone right. else and everyone else in the resistance base is like she's a little bit weird but she's got she knows what she's talking about so go talk to her so go talk to her and like she's a bit weird and then you go talk to her and like it gives you like a bunch of dialogue options the dialogue options are like this game is too hard and you're like what okay so we're just okay we're entirely fourth wall breaking right now and you'll say to her like this game is too hard and it says by the way there's a difficulty set you can change any time in the options menu like oh okay sure like we're just we're removing the conceit of story and plot at this point and we're just like just give me gameplay information fine the other option one of the other options you can say to her is this map is terrible. Like, the, the, the in-game map that you use. Like the, the mini-map or whatever? Because you get a mini-map and you get, like, a kind of overall world map. Oh, an actual map. Right, an actual right. map that you can you can use to fast travel eventually and all that kind of stuff. Sure. And you say, like, this map is terrible. Or it's, it's not terrible. It's like, this map is hard to read, I think is actually what it says. And she right. says, and she just replies, yeah, I know, but, you know, we've got to deal with what we've got to deal with. And I'm like, no. No. Like, <laughs> You know that that's the map. Like a cop out. Yeah, like you know the map's terrible, and you've told me now that you think the map's terrible. So why you just fix the fucking map as opposed to writing mm. this bit of dialogue? Like, because part of me is like, that's really funny, but also fuck you. Like, is yeah, yeah, it was so weird, and the map is kind of hard to read. Like, it's you kind yeah. of get lost. The, the, you don't get straight paths through things. So, I was I was it's, dealing with so I was dealing with all this, and I was told like. The first playthrough of that game is short, so, and actually the game kicks off for the second and subsequent playthroughs, which changes yeah. significant parts of the game. Yeah, it's supposed to be like, what, three playthroughs, four playthroughs? There are five total five. Okay. playthroughs. There are five big endings, basically, and right, okay. there are 26 endings in total. Five of them are like proper big endings, and the others are like accidental endings you can get. So like, Yeah, yeah like pulling your core iOS out. That yeah. is totally an ending that gives you one of the endings. Yeah. Um, I took a left turn when I should have taken a right turn. And the, the screen just faded to black and texting up and said, to be decided to completely ignore the mission and go do our own thing. Game over. I was like, Great. okay, sure. Um, so I was told that like the first playthrough is a bit is kind of all right, but not great. And then it really kicks off in the second playthrough. But the first playthrough is pretty short and you can just go and do it. So I kind of... I did a bit of side stuff and I did the main story. Twelve hours took me to get through the first. Wow. And that was me doing like reasonable that's, that's not that short. <laughs> that's not I expected five or six at most. Yeah. Twelve hours it took me. Um so I was like, okay, fine. That was not a great ending, but let's continue. 
boot yeah. it up and you do immediately get like oh, okay this is a bit different and then it kind of goes some places and you're like i'm doing a lot of the same stuff i did the last time like you're basically right. playing through the same story with it from a different perspective yeah. you're like this is kind of cool because i'm getting another perspective on the stuff i got the first time but i'm still kind of doing the same stuff the that same i did stuff. the first time but the only difference so far is like every now and then you're getting kind of like flashes of stuff that for narrative reasons you wouldn't get as as to be um right. which is kind of interesting but also not interesting enough for me to put another 12 hours into this if this is how this is gonna sure. go um so yeah like i i need to at least finish it one more time because <laughs> okay because why it's kinda, because Cause it it's, sounds like you're not enjoying it <laughs> i'm kind of not I was talking to various people about it and they said, how far did you get in the second playthrough? I said, I got to the desert fight, which you do again. And he was like, okay, just like, give it a couple more hours and then you'll be like, oh, okay, sure. So there is something. There's something there. And the other part of it is like, I kind of saw what was going to happen or I kind of saw what the conceit of the second playthrough was going to be by the end of the first playthrough. But I have no idea how they do the next three. Like, I have no idea what they could possibly be. Sure. So, right. I need to know what at least what the conceit of that thing is. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of not enjoying it. And I'm just forcing myself <laughs> because I need, because enough people, and I've listened. You shouldn't and, force yourself. But so I, I understand why you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, like, I've I, seen, like, I've seen and heard enough people say this is their game of the year so far. And I yeah. just don't see it. Like from any like from a gameplay but perspective, it seems like, so and and the, the second playthrough which you've already started does like the combat get better or does it, it gets does, does anything change or does it it gets different a little bit not um, better it's kind different. of hard, it's, again it's kind of hard to talk about without just talking about it but oh, like yeah, sure. yeah. but again like the second playthrough is like a little bit different and maybe you have a little bit of a different approach to things again zero idea how the third to fifth like they must be totally different because it doesn't make sense sure. for it to go any other way um right. so the, the, the one thing that this game is really good at and I, I feel like i should do a positive before we move on is yeah. the change of perspective stuff that game does is really really cool where there are sections of that game so most of the time it's like a third person free camera action game and yeah. then there are sections which is like it becomes like a side on 2d thing and like your yeah. your shooter thing is kind of like something like contra, like where you're kind of you're angling with the right stick where you're shooting and all that kind of stuff. Then it becomes top down. Then it becomes like a literal like in ship bullet hell thing where you're flying a ship around. And then it kind of goes kind of um, isometric where there's like you can now control your um, ship on a flat plane, but it's isometric and there's shit happening in the background and all that kind of stuff. Like becomes ah, okay, sure. that kind of stuff. like the shift of perspective stuff is really cool, and there are some really cool spectacle moments in there in doing some of that stuff. Um, but like yeah, like everything else, I'm just kind of like, and it seems like a game I should be like I should like like I like a lot of the conceits of the narrative. I like the kind of the way it, chunks of it look. Yeah. But there's just, it's just, it needs to do something quick or I'm never going to finish this game, honestly. Um, so, I, yeah. I, think that's, I think that's totally fair, but like, um, yeah. well, well, are you going to expect with it for the, the couple more hours to see? I'm going to... like, the th- I've had this happen to me before and people have said like, oh no, you're really close to something, just keep going. Yeah. And then 
I go to them a couple hours later and say, like, have I hit the thing? And they say, has this happened? And I say, yes. And they go, oh, yeah, you hit it. And it just had no impact on me. Yeah. So I'm worried that, like, totally. Like, it, I, the, the, people, the way people think it's bigger than it is. I don't the know. The way what. people were talking about it, or the people that I was talking to talking about it, said, like, from the start of the second playthrough, you'll be like, oh, and that's you for the rest of the, like, the playthroughs. And I'm like, and instead, what happened was I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" And then it started playing the game again. And you're just like, "Right, yeah. okay." And the other thing as well is like in the second playthrough, like you keep your you keep your level and you keep your equipment, but all the enemies level up as well. And there's like different ah, sure. enemies, and like the second playthrough, the combat is much harder. Like it is, it is like you go down a lot quicker, and they have a lot bigger health bars now. So I'm just like, well, like, the bit of the game I didn't like at all is now harder. So I might just yeah. turn it down to easy and just, like, play through and see what they're doing. Oh, perfect. Yeah. There, must be, there must be something here. There must be. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. Yeah, too, many, are... too, too many people are talking about it yeah. with such, like, stupid high regard that there yeah. has to be something. Oh, it's... Okay, last thing. The other positive part of this. Soundtrack is fucking awesome. Soundtrack is really good. Yeah, cool. the soundtrack is really good. I've and it keeps up throughout the whole game. Uh, and it fits really well with some of the stuff that goes on it's really really yeah. cool um but yeah so i will probably either be done i will be done with it by the next time we talk for whatever reason so we'll yeah see for one reason goes. or another right? yeah exactly we'll see fair enough um so yeah what, what else do you have what was your... so the final thing that i'm going to talk about is the last game that i bought uh on steam sale which was elite dangerous um right. Yes. Which is another game that we both wanted to play that I took the plunge on. I will also say um, that, like, anytime I was in Steam playing Nier. Um, yeah. Also, PC that version of that game is pretty fucked. I have to say is that. Is it really? As well. Okay, good. I'm glad even, I didn't buy it. <laughs> even with the third party patch that every thread on the Steam forum says, like, just, just don't even try and run it normally. Just apply the patch. It's fine. It's still, like, it should, still run, fucked. It should run better than it does. It's crashed yeah. on me twice. Uh, the it's just not it's not good but yeah so good. like while I'm in Steam playing this thing and every now and then I'll see the thing going Callum was playing Elite Dangerous I'm like I'm jealous <laughs> this yeah. point, like, so so Elite Dangerous was is a thing that's kind of been hanging out in my periphery for a while yeah uh, for sure it is, it is in fact it has got to the point where it is a joke between me and my friends about Elite Dangerous um, <laughs> because Back in the day when it was in beta, the Elite Dangerous beta key cost 50 quid. Um, and we would say to each other, like, we would do stuff for them if they buy us an Elite Dangerous beta key. All so right, now, sure. anytime anything is 50 quid, we're like, oh, that's an Elite Dangerous beta key. It's like, <laughs> that's just our unit of measure now. Sure. Um, so it was on Steam sale, and I, I was like, oh, I've always wanted to check this thing out. But then in one of my chats that I hang out in in Discord, uh, I've got. A person who's like super into Elite Dangerous, like one of these like mega players, hmm. um, and he keep he keeps like he he like realizes that people are like semi interested, so he like posts photos occasionally. So he's like, "Hey, I've been like out exploring some random nebula, and here's what I found, and they're all like gorgeous photos of like him on some sort of weird alien mountain with like purple haze in the background and stuff." It's like, man, that looks really fucking cool, and then. The whole the stuff that happened a few months ago with the alien people showing up. So that was the and moment like, where I turned on that game yeah. when I was like, okay, they're willing to like they're in this for the long like, game. 
yeah. watching the internet where like some random person got interdicted by an alien ship and everyone freaked the fuck out because yeah. they had no idea and it's like things like that don't happen in gaming anymore there's no, no. mystery or no th- like and this just happened randomly and everybody went oh fuck it's happening like we're and everybody went mental and i was like this is the coolest thing i've ever seen i need to get involved in this um so i i went to my friend uh kind of hands out saying like what do i need to do to play elite dangerous because i realize it's not one of these games that you just pick up and play it's it's unre- so i went to him and said what do i do and he was like okay it's on steam sale buy this thing and i went what do you mean? Is like, well, there's Elite Dangerous, and then there's the Elite Dangerous Commander kit that is like Elite Dangerous and the DLCs. Just get that one because okay. then you'll get everything. I was like, okay, sure, I'll buy that. It's fine. Downloaded it, put it up, and he's like, okay, the training's good now, so go do the training. Um, the, training the training's good now. Like, what yeah, was it I know before? this is a weird conversation. So before I get into it, I can explain what Elite Dangerous is in a matter of words. Elite Dangerous is an open world space game. Sure. That's it. Okay, right. That's that's literally what Elite is. And this is one of the worst but also coolest things about it. But I'll get into that. Okay. But, so he says, like, go do the training. So I go to the training and it's like... It, 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 it's good. It, like, it shows you like how to fly a ship and here's how combat works and all that sort of stuff. And then goes, okay, you're ready for the real thing. And you go, okay, play game. Solo play. And you get a message from someone saying, "Welcome to the division commander. We're giving not division. Welcome, <laughs> welcome commander. We're giving you a loan of the sidewinder uh, for all new commanders. Have fun." And that's it. That's it. So you're <laughs> then left in a station, and that they tell you nothing else, and you're like, "Oh, all right. So I know how to fly. I know how kind of how to shoot, and I know how to pick things up in space." I know how to dock. What can I do with that information? I have no idea. Let's take off and see what happens. So you just take off. And it is it is literally just like you get dropped into space. What you do from there is entirely up to you. It is you need to find your own goals. You need to find how to achieve those goals. Once you achieve those goals, you then need to find other goals. And I got so overwhelmed in the first hour of that game because like <laughs> you 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 sit in I sat in the station and I was like okay let's see what's about in this station so you go to the station menu and it's got like 12 things and you're like okay mission boards there's like missions there and stuff so that's fine okay deliver this thing I get that blah blah so you read all the missions and then you go across to like outfitting you're like okay let's see what's on my ship there's like 10 things in the outfitting menu I like oh I don't know what any of this is so you go to the internals <laughs> And then there's like 12 things in the internals for the ship and you're like, oh god, Ewan would love this game, but I've got no idea what the fuck this is. Yep, um, okay, yep. You're saying all the right things was, so far. Yeah, and I was just like, I, I, and like immediately, like after like an hour of me just fucking around in the station, I quit the game and like went to my friend and said like, you need to tell me to, what to do here because I have no idea what anything is and I'm getting so overwhelmed. And he was like, right, first of all, calm down. Second... <laughs> Yep. What you need to do, what you need to do right now is just pick up delivery missions and do the delivery missions. Learn how to take off and land on stations and how to work your galaxy map. Wait, did and you how not, to work? Did, did you not say that the takeoff and landing was part of the tutorial? It is, but it's it's a very involved process. Okay. <laughs> so doing it doing it once isn't enough. 
So he's like, do, do all this stuff, get used to your galaxy map, get used to how your FSD works and all that sort of stuff. Then we'll talk after that. And I was like, all right, sure. So to do the delivery sort of thing, you take off from the station, which involves you, you get detached and you have to like fly up and then th- fly through the the actual like docking port of the space station. Then align yourself to the escape vector of the like galaxy that you're going to, which involves you going to the map and finding the right one and selecting it. Aligning to that, getting out of mass lock with the station because it has its own gravity and you can't Jesus. and you can't frame shift drive, which is how you use to like go long distances, like hyperdrive or like over super long sure. distances with yep. our system. It's called like a frame shift. Okay. Yep. So you have to get out of its gravitational pull for you to be able to use that. You do it, and then you dock with the station that's you're going to. But to dock with the station you're going to, you need to first get to the station because it'll be far away in a system. So the whole process of you understanding how to approach a station, because it's like you're going at like hundreds of light seconds per second. Right. And the station is so fast approaching that you need to like match your speed and all that sort of stuff. It's wicked confusing until you you understand how it works. If you don't slow down, do you just plow into the station? Or you plow past it and overshoot. Right, okay. Uh, Which then means you have to come around and do it again, which I've done several times. Um, But I was like so confused at this whole point and I went to him and said, is there an easy way to do this? And he's like, yeah, here's a tip. I like took a screenshot of him doing it and was like, see this bar here, arrow. See this bar here. When it gets to seven, put your throttle to here and then you'll never overshoot. And I was like, cool. The game didn't tell me that, but all right, cheers, man. Did it. (laughs) I was like, okay, got it, cool. Approach the station, get to within 7.5 kilometers of the station, request docking access, because if you don't, they'll kill you. Um, Yep, sure. I hear TSA TSA is a bitch in space. Space TSA are fucking annoying. Um, (laughs) Especially when you get into a system and go to it and say, request docking, you're like, ah, no, you're not close enough. You're like, fuck you, I just want to dock at the station. So you do it, and then dock, which involves you going through the port again, finding the right landing pad, because if you use the wrong landing pad, they'll find you. Um, and then landing. So it's right. like, okay, right. So that's how to do deliveries. Uh, what do I do from now? And he's like, just keep doing it until you feel comfortable. And I was like, all right, sure. Did that for like, I know, did that for like an hour, just doing like delivery things and like, picking up random missions that were just like, go here, pick up this thing, or like, play the stock market, or not stock market, market like trading and all that sort of stuff. Sure. I was like, all right, I think I've got a hang on all of this sort of stuff. Now what do I do? And he was like, I don't know, what do you want to do? And I was like, fuck! I don't know what... <laughs> what do you mean? And he's like, well, you can be like, you, you can get into trading, in which case you need to buy this ship and outfit it in this way, or you can like, go exploring, which means there are like three ships you need to buy and you need this much money or you can get into combat and do blah blah I was like, right, okay I played a lot of free space, I played a lot of freelancer I like space combat, let's just go and do bounty hunting I was like, cool, you want this ship outfitted in this way, blah blah and I was like, oh my god, so it's just like so much information So is there, but, is there, is there no like kind of story thread that you can just decide no. to follow? Nope. 
Okay. They literally plant you in a station and say go. That's it. Huh. Okay. Um, that game without you using outside resources is nigh on impenetrable. Like I'm lucky I have friends that play this. Otherwise, I would have just gone. I don't understand any of this and dropped it. Right. Like, but when you do get into it and things click, I've how long have I played Elite Dangerous for? Let me just see. Okay. Really dangerous. I've been played it for 10 hours. Okay. And it took me a while for it to click. But when it clicks and, like, the first time you, like, successfully navigate, like, three jumps to get to a station and land properly and negotiate the whole approach thing, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> that game's so fucking cool. Everything about... Right. Everything about Elite Dangerous is the fucking coolest thing you'll ever see. Getting to that stuff is so hard, but right. when you understand it and things start to gel, it's the it's such a cool game from like every respect. So I bought oh, about a year and a half ago. I bought a jelly stick for my yearly playthrough of Free Space Two. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, Elite Dangerous came out. I can use it for that yeah. as well." And then I looked yeah. into that thing, and the Steam page has controller support. Yes. How the hell do you play this game with a controller? So, this is one of my favorite things about this. Um, okay. So, the people that I talk to about this game, they all talk about, like, it's a, it's like an immersive experience. Like, you you really feel like you're flying this spaceship and all that stuff. Because they're, like, they're the crazy people that have, like, good HOTAS setups and all oh, that stuff. They've got, like, stuff. the Satex X-52s yeah, and stuff like that, like, right? Yeah, like, proper, like, they've shown me photos i was like man that's fucking mental but it's pretty fucking cool (laughs) but anyway um and so i was like i'm just gonna play on a pad the pad itself is not enough for you to be able to play that game successfully so you have to play it with a pad and a keyboard like right okay you can but this is the thing no this is the thing it's not bad because like the 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 controller is just used for you like navigating the ship and like dealing with your weapons and stuff Mm -hmm. do your map and like communications and all that sort of stuff, you need the keyboard. So you actually feel like I have, so I have my hands on my controller. If I was in this spaceship, that would be my joystick. So I'm mm-hmm. in control of this ship. I need to access this subsystem to get me into the galaxy map, which in an actual spaceship would be me reaching over and touching a touch screen. Right. Okay. Which is represented in the real world by me leaning over and touching my keyboard. So I'm like, oh, I see what they're going for here, where it's like, I sort of actually am feeling like I'm going to different systems in a spaceship. Yeah. And it's it's cool because, like, when you do it, your helmet, your guy, like, pans over to that subsystem, so you, like, actually have to look at the monitor. Um, right, right. So, like, you can get, like, dive-bombed out of nowhere while checking your map and all that sort of stuff. The game doesn't pause either. Like, everything just goes constantly. It's nuts! The game's I've... nuts, but it's so awesome! <laughs> I was really looking forward to playing this on, like, my 55-inch TV uh, on my couch yeah. with a pad. I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to need a keyboard. And I remembered that I've actually yeah. got a wireless keyboard sitting in a drawer somewhere. You, you, If you're going to play on pads, you absolutely need a keyboard because you need okay. to navigate yourself systems. Huh. I'm, assuming, um, I'm assuming you can plug a keyboard into the Steam Link, I think. Okay. I assume so. Right. But, yeah. um, so I was like, I did all this stuff and things started gelling. And I was like, yeah, this is really... And, like, you... When you, it's just like this, this all-encompassing experience where everything is just like the. I would use it. The word I would use to describe it is like ninety percent of it's really chill. 
Like right, okay. You're 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 just like you're cruising through space. You're just like, oh, I've got like minutes before I hit the station or whatever. So you're just like cruising through space. The like the nice like violin, really ambient music starts playing. So you're just like you're really chilling out. So you're like, yeah, this is really nice. And then like you get to a station, and you once you get through the it's called the mailbox, but it's like the port to get into the station. Right, like you start the sound suddenly gets really like everything's bouncing off of walls and you hear like the idle chatter from the station and all the comms of the ship. So you start, you're really slowly flying through the station and you're hearing like the controller saying like, uh, to the ship on platform 12, you're approaching too quickly. Please like slow your speed and all that sort of stuff. And then like idle chatter from the captains that are like, Oh, I've just come back from X and all that sort of stuff. So you're like, Oh right, this that you actually this actually feels like there are things going on in this world and like there's some guy sitting in a tower somewhere that's just like, Oh god, that ship's too fast. Hey, can you slow down? All that sort of stuff. So how it's, So the thing that always gets me about these games or the things that kinda of ruin it for me every now and then is that Yeah. Cause I'm assuming this isn't procedural. I'm assuming the world is No the same every time. Yeah. As, so, because so, it's an it's an online world, like you can meet players and stuff like that. Oh there, right, so yeah. So how much like, is there enough? Are there enough different types of like space station that you don't like? There's not a lot of duplication because, like, there was for stuff like um, free space, uh, not free space, yeah. um, freelancer. There was like four types of station that you would see yeah. regardless of where you are. Is there a lot uh, of variety in that stuff? There is. There is more variety than there is in something like free space, and because or freelancer, because the docking procedure is more involved. It doesn't really matter that you're docking in a like a similar looking station because you're too busy actually dealing with the docking. Right. But there yeah. are there are different styles. Like there are there's like the um, the city stations that are basically like big cubes floating in space. Mm-hmm. Everything looks really awesome as well. Like the design's awesome in this game. Cool. Um, there's like the the super big space stations that are like um, big satellite things. Uh, there's like research stations that don't actually you don't actually go into them to dock they just have landing pads on the outside that then when you go into the hangar you go inside the station um because that's the thing you can do when you dock you can use this the station to fuel like just like restock or whatever but if you need to do anything else you need to go into their hangar which involves you like going down into the bills of the thing and like finding a parking space essentially (laughs) for you to like outfit your ship and like deal with all the other stuff nice Um, and also because of like the horizons thing some of the missions like i've had missions where i have to deliver things to outposts on planets which is a whole other way of navigating like how to dock because you need to deal with like atmosphere and stuff like that right um So you get varieties in like the style of docking and all that sort of stuff. The 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 stations themselves will look pretty similar, but how you dock to them is different. Right. So the actual right. mechanics of how you're docking okay. to them. Cool. Yeah, that's that's enough. I, I could take that. Yeah. Huh. It's okay. uh, like the the visual design and like the sound designs and like everything sounds amazing. Like I got um I got I bought my first ship, like my not Sidewinder ship, like mm-hmm. two nights ago. I was very pleased with myself. Of course. Um they were like, I was like, I want to do bounty hunting. And it was like, my one of my friends was like, oh, cool. I'll totally, I'm good at that. I'll like show you how to do it. And like all that sort of stuff. I was like, great. What I do? It's like, go to this station and buy this ship. And I was like, okay, cool. Went to the station, bought the ship. It's, uh, it's called a Viper Mark III. Nice. And I was like, 
I was like, okay, cool. And it was like, buy chip. And it was like, hang on while we transfer your cockpit. And guy gets planted in the cockpit and wakes up and the cockpit's totally different. And I was like, oh, right. I'm definitely in a different ship now. That's always and, the good bit when you switch ships is actually seeing the new cockpit and the new design. Yeah, and I was like, oh, everything looks different. And like, instead of my the front of my ship being like a long uh, cylinder window, it's like angular and like triangular and stuff like that. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's like, okay, come meet me. So I, I undocked from the station and immediately was going way faster than I was used to. And I was like, oh shit, this is actually like a more powerful ship. So I had to like <laughs> scale back. And, it was, and I got out of the station and it was like, okay, right, the first thing I want you to do in the Viper Mark III is hit the boost button. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? It's like, just hit the boost button. And I hit the boost button and it came out with this like almighty rumble and like whoosh and stuff like that. And I was like, damn that's fucking awesome like it's <laughs> one of the best sounds i've ever heard it's like yeah it's pretty cool there are like amazing sound chips from different things it's like it's like great so like this is the ship i need to do bounty hunting in right and it's like yeah so you need to outfit it like this and explain this guy was really good at explaining like what the actual internals of all the ships do which mm. is something i would need to do for other people if they were getting in the game sure sure it's like, outfit it this way, and then come find me, and we'll go and, like, do some hunting and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, sure, fine. Went into this place, and it was literally just us in, um, like, a mining cluster. While there were, like, people, like, doing their mining, pirates would come in and try and swoop and take their thing, and we would go stop them. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, I'm actually, like, doing stuff where I'm impacting on a world and, like, this person now gets to go and do his job because I protected him. I feel like I'm actually doing something. Nice. And I was like, so we did this for like a couple hours. I was like, okay, let's go hand in. I was like, sure, let's go like cash in our bounties and stuff like that. From like an hour and a half's work, I had made the same amount of money that I had made in like three days worth of playing. Oh, wow. And I was like, I was like, is this how the economy works? And he was like, yeah, when you, you there are like echelons of like, okay, now you can do this job. You earn money this fast i right. was like sure and then when you break into the next echelon that seems like trivial because you earn this much and i was like all oh, right okay so this is how you end up like progressing in the system and all that sort of stuff so you can see all these like different avenues of exploration and doing what you want in space and how it's going to progress and stuff like that and it's mind-blowing it's absolutely <laughs> insane what these people have done like the like, the Elite Dangerous team, Frontier or whatever that, are apparently, like, some of the best developers because they, like, listen to people and talk to their fans and all that sort of stuff. But, like, just looking at the thing they have built is unreal. Like, there's so much work in it and, like, so many things that they've thought about and it's it's, it's the most impressive thing. It's nice. crazy. Okay, yeah. I'm and it's to, so I'm much fun. I'm going to need to check yeah, this out. Like, yep. you, would, you would shit yourself at how much shit there is to do in this game. Like, for, like, a... For a person who liked Armored Core, where you're, like, sitting yep. going about, oh, I need to worry about, like, my power diversion and all that sort of stuff, you will have a fucking field day to well, outfit a ship. Like, you played you played a bunch of um, the X games, right? Like, X2 and X3 mm. and stuff like that. I like, played a bunch of X3, yeah. Because I remember X2, which was one I played the most of, like, that had a mode in there which is, like, you can, like, program your ship. Like, there's there are ways that you can, like, I mean, it was basically like doing macros and stuff like that. But like, yeah. there's like a level of there is a comp- there is a system running the ship that you can mess with if you yeah. want. And I remember thinking that is the most insane shit I've ever seen. Yeah, this just sounds 
ridiculous this just sounds like you don't have like that level of like granularity no but like but you, for everything you else you definitely have seems... like it, he like sat and explained the the different like internals of a ship for an age and i was like a lot of what he was saying i was just kind of like i kind of understand what you're saying but not really but then like listening to him talk about it and like the, like the understanding behind it i was like i can see that there is definitely like some deep knowledge to this game that that i just don't have yet and there's some sure, sure. there's like systems working in the background but yeah like you will have a fucking field day with this game like you'll sit and stare at that outfitting screen for the ship internals for an hour because that's the sort of person you are yep and yep it's crazy but it's so good like it takes a while and you really need somewhere someone there like holding your hand to be like okay. do this this is how this works and all that sort of stuff which is something i can do for you if you want yeah, to you're gonna you're it. gonna need to do you're gonna need yeah. to show me this for but sure when you when everything clicks and you like meet up with people and like do stuff together like there's a there's a there's a thing where i'm now one of my friends one of the people that's teaching me we've now gathered a group of people who are all sort of like playing this game all at once mm-hmm. and he's like right i have this idea where he wants to do some big hauling operation um like like massive scale like across galaxies like huge huge distance and he has this hauler that he wants to do it in that has um fighter bays in it and like normally the fighter bays this is a new thing apparently where it's like the fighter bays hold fighters that you use as like protection for yourself mm-hmm. like you hire pilots and they go and fight for you and he was like what we can do i can fire my pilots and just let you guys fly it and i was like what do you mean and i was like so basically i would give you this fighter you would dock in my hauler and we would go on this journey. If we come into trouble, I need you guys to undock and deal with it, then come back and dock to the ship so that we can all go off together. And I was like, that sounds like the most fucking cool thing anybody's ever said to me, <laughs> ever. Okay. I was like, I'm now in a spaceship with a group, like my friends, who one of my friends has a job to do. And I was like, I can do my job to help you do that job when you get into trouble. And he's like, cool, let's do it. But you're not good enough yet, so we're going to do this way later. And I was like, that's perfectly fine because I still don't know a lot about this game. So I have a plan way, way down the line where I'm going to go on some cross-galaxy expedition in a fighter ship protecting this hauler. I can't fucking wait. It's going to be so cool. It's unbelievable. I'm so excited for this game. It's (laughs) so cool. Okay, yeah, you're gonna need to show me this, and then we're we're gonna do. Yeah, this I will. I will totally do. I will do a video of this uh, probably this week just to show you. Okay. What the hell this game is? But the thing is, if I show you this game, knowing you, if I show you this game, you'll buy it. Like okay. you will. Okay. Because I know you will. <laughs> I've set. I've set some time aside to do this, so we'll see mm-hmm. how this goes. Cool. But yeah, that's that's it basically. Okay. Um, we don't have a lot of time, but there's a, just a couple of quick stories I wanted to talk about in news. Um, did you ever play? Because I know you're a big um, CRPG person. Did you ever play? I'm the, ba- I'm the biggest CRPG. You're person. the biggest CRPG person. Did you ever play any of the Icewind Dale games? Yeah, I played Icewind Dale. <laughs> did you play Icewind Dale Two? No, I didn't play Icewind Dale. 2. Right. So there's a company called Beamdog, who are a Canadian publisher who have been doing. They are. Yeah, they're the people that did Baldur's Gate Enhanced and yes. Dragon Spear, and yes, I so know those people. So they were like, hey, we really want to do Icewind Dale 2, 
and went started the process of like okay let's do an enhanced edition of this thing so more people can play it yeah. and then as they started hunting about and, do, and trying to figure out how to do this they realised that they cannot find the source code for that game like oh no the original developers don't have it the people who were used to be involved in the team don't have it there's no repository sitting somewhere they couldn't find any oh, disk based versions of it nothing like that they've reached out to um, this is a quote from, from one of their guys um, we've searched all the archives we have access to including all the data handed over to Wizards of the Coast from Atari and there's no source code for Icewind Dale 2 We've reached out to friends at Obsidian and many of them were development staff behind us field too and they don't have any source code. We are currently stalled on the project without source and the project cannot move forward until we find it. We've moved on to other things until there's a change in the situation. Wow. So, yeah. That was the last game. So that was a 2002 game. It was the last game built on the Infinity Engine. But yes, like a heavily customised version of it so they can't even like start pulling code from old games and stuff like that. Rest in peace, baby. You're yeah. great. Yep. Goddamn Infinity Engine. Um, the the engine of my youth. <laughs> um, so yeah, so don't expect a version of Icewind Dale remastered anytime soon. Yeah, it's, Icewind it's like, Dale's a really fucking cool game. Yeah, it seemed like a it seemed like an interesting spin on that kind of world. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's disappointing. It's it's one of those things which is like, I wonder if this is going to start happening more and more as we get further on where you're like well actually let's try and bring back that old kind of slightly obscure pc game and then like oh either like i don't know who has the rights to it or the code is just gone somewhere yeah um i can't remember who it was it was either polygon or kotaku somebody has a great article on the company who were trying to re-release no one lives forever and there's a fantastic... Oh, really? It was someone trying to do Nolf? All right. Yeah, because it's one of those games that like you cannot buy it anywhere. Like It's not in GOG, it's not in Steam. Like It is impossible to buy that game. And there was a company, they did uh, some pretty cool re-releases, and they were like, okay, like, oh, they did the... Remember they did the re-release of System Shock 2 that came out a couple of yes. years ago? That same yeah. company. They were like, okay, now that we have it established that we can do this, what's the next one we should do? And basically everyone said, no one lives forever because it's impossible to you cannot play it at all. Yeah. There's nowhere you can pick it up. Um, and there's a great story. Again, I can't remember where it is. I'll need to find it. It'll be in the... I'll put it in the post for, for this episode. Um, where, like, they cannot find who owns that game because it's one of three companies. None of them want... And the contract is on paper somewhere and nobody wants to yeah. put it in. Nobody wants to go find that contract to be sure. But they have said if they go ahead anyway, they will probably get sued and all of this kind of stuff. Like, it's a oh, it's a, it's an amazing story. You should uh, you should read it. It's it's great. Um, this is just a weird thing. So there was the Crash Bandicoot re-release came out yeah. last week. The remastered. Yeah. And everything got really pissy because it was really hard, right? Yeah. Um, it was the top. So let me just make sure this. This is from the, the official PlayStation blog. Um, it raced straight to the top of the PlayStation Store charts for June based on a single day's sales. Wow, Jesus. Which saw off debuts from... Uh, this is the month where Tekken 7, Wipeout Omega Collection, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered came out. Huh. And it was the biggest selling game in June. People like Crash Bandicoot, I guess. More I than know. I thought they did. Uh, yeah. Which is bizarre. I didn't like it. I thought it was garbage, but yeah, yeah. sure. So as I don't pay much attention to like sales numbers for because 
um, PlayStation Blog does this like for their on this again. This is for their um, digital store, obviously. But like the top top ten games, Crash Bandicoot, Friday the Thirteenth is second. Uh, FIFA 17, GTA 5, Tekken 7, Horizon, Battlefront, Battlefield 4, Battlefield 1, and Rocket League are the top 10. And wow. you're like, there's some weird, like, a lot of that you would kind of expect, and then just Crash Bandicoot and Friday the 13th at the very top, so. Yeah. Bizarre. Um, weird... Yeah, and the last I, thing. I guess, they, I guess they just really do like it, I guess. My, like, more people than I, like, because I, I saw people at E3, like, freaking the fuck out when they announced that Crash Bandicoot was getting remastered, and I was like, I mean, I think those games were alright, but like, I don't have any attachment to yeah. them, really. And then they were like, no, like, they sold a lot of it. Um, and then the last thing, the Tomorrow Children is shutting down in Japan. Yes. Which is so, um, November the 1st. Wait, is it shutting down just in Japan? I thought it was just shutting down. Only period. the Japanese website has said it's shutting down on November 1st. There is no current information about it shutting down anywhere else. Um, that game came out in October last year. Like, properly came out free to play um sure and they were selling fender packs and stuff like that but um yeah so september 28th is the last time you can buy any hmm. in-game currency and then it shuts down in november um and there's been no- nothing about anywhere else outside of japan but the japanese site says it's shutting down that's really yeah. disappointing like it i liked what that game was going for but i didn't know i didn't spend yeah, enough time it... with i didn't spend enough time with it to know if it was going to be continue it to be told fun. a lot through its like visuals it seems yeah like it's stale and what it was doing and but it didn't seem like it played you could see it, it well at all you could possibly see it being repetitive but like i didn't yeah. spend enough time with it to know whether that actually happened but it seems like it wasn't doing particularly well um it didn't get particularly good reviews either so that's that and that's yeah. literally all i have um so next couple of weeks, the Destiny Two beta starts <laughs> for PS4 next week. Ah, oh, so, are we gonna have to do that? <laughs> I am for sure going to be doing something with it, whether you want to be in on it or not. I don't know. But I mean, I, am... I, I liked Destiny when I played it, so I might as well. Yeah. Like, um, so yeah, I'm so, gonna, like we're gonna play that game anyway. So yeah, exactly. So like, well. I'm I'm gonna pre-order it anyway. So um, I might yeah, as well. might as well. Um, so we'll, if we'll you do, do something... let me know and we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do something with that next week. Um, at some time. Um. What else is coming out? So like I said, Morano for me, I'm going to persevere with Nier for a little bit longer and see how it goes. Um, we'll do something with Elite this week. We'll do something with Elite this like, week as well. Probably yeah. be out next week, but yeah, we'll record something yeah. this week for that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to see what else is, if there's anything else coming out. Um, well, that the that Mario Rabbids game is coming out soon. We just can't play it as oh, much as sure. like to. Yeah, yeah. Once Mario comes out, that'd be the point where I might end up picking up a Switch. We'll see. Um, we'll see how it goes. There's a game... Yeah. The fuck? There's a game... A PS4 game. Obviously PSN. But PS4 game coming out yeah. on July 13th called Frisky Business. And... Uh, okay. It looks like a porn game. I was going to say, is that one of those anime kissing games or whatever? It's definitely not anime, but it is like, it's like cartoon and I didn't think you could sell this on the PlayStation Store, but I, mm, no, <laughs> no, what the fuck, no. happened the, what's happened to the PS4 Store? Like, there's, just, there's a lot of crap coming out know. on it and I'm, 
yeah sorry i get get distracted there i need to investigate what that is that's weird um but yes we've got plenty of stuff um what we've got coming up on the site um the final station video probably thursday friday this week um i'm almost done with the first batch of stuff for our playthrough which hopefully will start next week um i'm so excited for the world to see that i kind of am yes but yeah that'll, that'll probably start soon um, we still have to go back and finish that game. Yeah, we do. Oh, can't wait. Be great. No. Um, but yes, for all of the stuff that we've got coming up, gameengine.com is the name of the website where you can find all of our stuff, videos, articles, and podcasts. All go up there. Um, you can find us uh, videos on YouTube if you do YouTube.com/slash/gameengine.start. You can subscribe there and get them usually a little bit before they hit the main site. Um, we're on Facebook and Twitter if you search Game Engine Start you'll find us on there podcast at GameEngineStart.com is the email address if you want to get in touch and that's it we'll see you in two weeks enjoy whatever it is you're playing bye bye <laughs>